welcome to episode 56 and the start of a second year for Just Plain Sense, the Equality and Diversity Podcast. Welcome again, I'm Christine Burns. When we talk about diversity, we all tend to have the same set order for listing the so-called strands. Gender, race and disability trip off the tongue first, followed now by sexual orientation, religion or belief. The topic of age always comes last. We've looked at the strategic issues of an ageing population in one of last autumn's episodes, but not from an individual's perspective. So, for this programme, who better to talk to than my own father, Les Burns? Les was born a few years after the end of the First World War. It was a world where women could not vote, and which was about to be hit by a terrible economic depression. Later, he served in the RAF during the Second World War, lived through post-war austerity, married, became my father, and was almost into middle age by the time of the Cuban Missile Crisis and the massive social changes which followed in the 1960s. One of the traps of looking back on a past you've mostly only read about or seen on TV is to assume that everyone shares the same rhetorical view. And so parts of this interview may come as a surprise. They certainly did for me. And interviewing your own father is, well, it's like no other assignment I've ever attempted before. As I found, it's far from easy to adopt the same approach as you would for a stranger. All in all, then, it wasn't quite the interview I expected. But perhaps there's something for us all to learn from the unexpected. I started at the beginning. You you were born in um, 1922. That's right. Shortly after the First World War. Can you remember back to to what it was like to be be a young boy in those days, growing up? Well, I don't remember very much about it. All all I know that... uh, I, I, I felt very nervous at the time. Why was that? Pardon, being a small child, mm-hmm. and uh, and quite quite happy. Yeah. What what sort of things did people do for entertainment? Because there was no television. There was very few people had radios then. Surely didn't, didn't worry. Since we mm-hmm. never had it, never we didn't worry about it. Okay, so so you 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 were growing up in the twenties, and then of course uh, there was a time of the depression as well. Did do you remember anything about that? I don't remember very much about that because I wasn't concerned with it myself yeah. at the time. So only being a bit so high, I think. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, mm. So, if we go through to the to the early thirties, then you and perhaps you you leaving school. What what was what was the expectation in the, then in those days? Oh yes, well that was quite good really because uh, I used enough to get a job actually then mm. by that time because it was nineteen thirty. Seven or thirty-eight. Then, so I mean, it's well away from the depression years. Then, what was so. your first job? <laughs> first job was uh, I was working in 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 the city uh, in in London, and uh, I got a job as a as a messenger boy, keeping touch with the, the company. It was, uh, I was working for retail opticians. And I had to keep in touch with the company's uh, customers. It's quite interesting, really, at the time. And then later on, I worked in the uh, 
in the optical industry helping to uh, do the glasses, make the sides and, and, and the fronts of the glasses out of the out of plastic. Were those very long hours in those days? No, just the same say I'm more or less eight hours normally, yes. Eight, a normal eight-hour day. Mm. Mm. Were, were your employers very strict? Not particularly, no, no. They're quite easy to get on with anyway. They're quite fair. But at least the managers were. I never met the people at the top because I, mean, I was only, what, 14 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got on fairly well with them, yes. So then, of course, the, the war came along and you, uh, you were called up. And yes, you... so I left, a, I left a job that I had there and went to live in... Uh, where, where, where we were living in Dagenham, Essex. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a job with mo- in Biggs Motor Bodies. And uh, I worked there for a while. And, and until I got called up. Mind you, I volunteered to, to go. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I, I had to wait for the time when, uh, when, when they were ready to take me. What was that, 17? Yeah, I was, I was 17 then, 17 and a half more or less, yeah. So, so why did you choose, you you went into the Air Force, why did you choose that? Well, I don't know, I just liked, liked the idea of flying. And, and, and all the te- technical aspect of it, radio and so forth, the communication side. What what did young men like you feel about the the, the war? I mean, what was your, your feeling about going into the oh, forces? I think it was quite a good thing, really, was it? It's a very old adventure, really. We'd never been in a, in in the World War before. We were so young, we don't didn't have anything to do with the First World War, so we found out for ourselves what it was like. We didn't like it in the in the end. We didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the opportunity to get around and meet people and and, and go go to different countries. So that was one of the great things about it. And you, you were posted overseas? Yes, that's right, yes. Because uh, actually we took a, an aircraft o- overseas to India and joined the squadron there, one of the squadrons in India. So it's quite interesting. Okay. So, so going to India, was, was that the first time you'd have met people perhaps who, who weren't white and uh, like the people you'd yes, grown up with? Yes, it was, yes. Yeah, yeah because... The, the, at that time, there weren't many people that were of foreign nationality living in the country, in this country. That, that was something that came later. So did you find that and a big... there 100% white people. Mm. Did, did you find that a big culture shock then, meeting you know, meeting people in India for the first time? No, actually, I didn't know. It just carried mm. on just as normal. Just human beings, just the same as I was. They come from a poor background, a poor cultural background and so forth, that... Uh, it seemed to be very happy people, anyway. Was was there a sense of it being being empire and? Uh... Well, nothing really, no. But uh, it was something that was going to change. Though we 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 were more or less aware about then that uh, they were going to get their independence before long, which wasn't very long anyway. Mm. They all thought when the war finished, they 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 that was the top priority for them as far as they were concerned. And what were your priorities when the war finished? Uh, 
Well, I don't really know now. I just uh, want to get a job in 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 the uh, communications industry. Because you you trained as a radio mechanic with the with the air yeah, force. That's right, yeah. So uh, I just went to uh, a radio manufacturers and uh, I got a job there. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to in- increase my knowledge of uh, radio and uh, electronics. So, so I used to go to evening classes. I learned a little bit more then. And, uh, and due to that, I was put on uh, more technical work, you know, a more technical job. What was your pay in those days? Oh, really, not much anyway, about £6, something like that a week. Everyone was the same then. Mm. Everything was more or less measured in shillings, like 60 shillings a week or something. Well, that wouldn't be the pay, but things were purchased, you know, you purchase anything, it was in, in more or less in terms of shillings, about, <coughs> instead of saying three pounds, say 60 shillings, or mm. 65 shillings or something like that. Were, were the, what were the sort of aspirations that you'd have in those days? Well, get a new bike. That's <laughs> 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 quite true, isn't it, really? Because you used to go to work on your bike. Yes, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. About two or three miles. But I could easily go by bus if I wanted to, which I did use it first of all. And then I suddenly realised that uh, it's a good bit of exercise to go by bike anyway. And at that time they had a, a huge uh, bike park there. They had whole, whole rows and rows of, of bike stands. In the actual car park there, they, they, they was almost a non-existence, you know. Mm. It was until later, in the in, in the forties and fifties, well, later on, more or less in the fifties, wasn't it? That uh, everyone was buying cars. So people were starting to aspire towards having more 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 possessions in those days. I think they were. Yes, yes, they were increasing there. How, how aware do you think people were in those days, in the 50s, of, of, of world events still? Because there was, there was Suez, there was um, the, the moves moving towards the, the, the establishment of the Iron Curtain. Yeah. Well, it didn't seem to interest me all that much at the time. I can't remember what it had been. Mm-hmm. All the other things that I used to enjoy doing, being so young, we used to like to go out somewhere, you know, and all that sort of thing. So you'd go out yes, to dances was, on Saturday nights. That's right. Yes. yes, we weren't all tremendously interested in serious things like that at the time. We'd been through one through the war and so forth, and we didn't want to want to try and forget it if we could. Mm-hmm. Try and get back to normality. There were big things that happened in the nineteen sixties and big cultural changes. What? How? How did those seem to you? Uh, seeing them as as as, as a, well as a middle aged adult, really. Uh, people rock uh, and roll and yeah well it just sort of swept over us all didn't it really mm-hmm. we just took it as it as it came do you think the world's changed for the better over all those years then i think so yes definitely yes it has changed better for the better now yeah mm-hmm. i'd rather be born today than i, I was it would have been in the 20s mm-hmm. or the early 20s yeah what do you think are the most important changes uh, well, people are more prosperous now, aren't they? There's prosperity, and uh, there's more goodies available at a cheaper price. 
and the food is is more obtainable now as well. Now, as as you've got older, do you do you have you felt the way that people treat you has changed? Well, as I got older, yes, people take a uh, more more respectful of you, aren't, aren't they? Really, mm. when you're older, it's the same as if you express an opinion, they they, they they understand it more than, than they used to. So, do you do you think you're disadvantaged in any way because of your age, by people's assumptions? No, I don't. Yeah. Be disadvantaged are that no. So, thinking about a young person today, what what would be your recommendations to them? What would be your advice to them for for life? I don't know. I've never. I haven't thought it out properly. Mm. Well, let me put it another way. If you were, you, know, you had your time again, would you? Was there anything you'd do differently? Pardon? If you had your time again, is, is there anything you'd do differently? Yes, probably I would. Yes, I'd understand people a lot better. They probably understand me more as well. Well, it's a trouble being young. You don't understand things so well, do you? My father there, speaking to me at his home in Chester. Well, that brings me to the end of episode 56 of Just Plain Sense. If you liked it, then you'll find all the rest on the website at podcast.plain-sense.co.uk. Alternatively, if you have Apple's iTunes, then just go to the store and search for Just Plain Sense by name. All podcasts are free, of course. The frequency of new programmes may fall a little over the next few weeks, as I'm very busy. But hopefully I'll be back with another one just before the end of March. For now, though, it's goodbye, and thank you for listening. Just Plain Sense is a Plain Sense Limited production. Music